So today you join us on day one at Disneyland Paris and when I say day one I actually mean it's day two for me but it's day one because I'm too lazy to edit the video and stick it up online overnight. So we joined the Festival of the Lion King and unfortunately because we never got here till about 7 o'clock in the park last night, this is the best I have of Festival of the Lion King which is really just a little bit of Timon and Pumbaa's Hakuna Matata dance, um, the problem being that it's downhill and you're uphill so getting a good view is almost impossible if you do not plan ahead of time so I'm gonna skip from this footage and we're gonna jump right across where we joined Star Tours and this was the first ride that we done in Disneyland Paris now Star Tours is an important ride because it is part of the Star Wars franchise and the Star Wars franchise is obviously the big part of what's happened in Disney Company at this time so Galaxy's Edge has just opened in, in California and in, it's about to open in Disney World and therefore it's a big big topic so Star Wars has seen a bit of a renaissance it's had its new movies that have come out and done very well it's doing very well on its uh, cartoon TV show it is also doing very well in the parks however there have been you know the suggestion that a lot of people maybe haven't flocked to Disney because they're not that interested in the Star Wars rides and that you know Bob Iger himself has been asked is the pricing too high have you got it wrong is Star Wars not as big a pool in California and what Disney World as it could be and I think the answer to that is it's completely wrong the truth is that let's face it people go absolutely nuts for Star Wars this is us at about eight o'clock on a Monday night in Disneyland Paris and the queue was already about a 30 minute ride. Now this ride can eat people. I mean they were running it at almost full capacity and it can absolutely eat people so there's no reason it wouldn't be a popular ride. This the, the funny wee thing at the end of the Star Tours um, in Disneyland Paris you almost always land in Batu. So you always land in the land that's just been opened in California and Walt Disney World. So it's a little nod to the Black Spire Outpost. Um, and you can obviously get to ride that and see it already. So it leads you on to kind of think what's going to happen next and kind of the expansion that we're going to see in the Walt Disney Studios and is that expansion going to lead um, what sort of ride's going to come from that. Obviously they've not committed to anything. I think internally there is a plan and the idea is that it is um, Rise of the Resistance. So Disneyland Park certainly the building shape seems to suggest Rise of the Resistance. However, they're very preliminary building plans that have actually been shared. So the truth is nobody actually knows which ride is definitely confirmed for Disneyland Paris. And then you've got the, the whole problem that Disney will not necessarily release what's going to happen until they know what's been favoured and what's been liked the most at Disney World and Disneyland in Anaheim. Now, I'll be going across to Florida in April. Um, and I'll get to experience Rise of the Resistance and I'll get to experience Smugglers on it. I'm actually going on a work trip, so I don't really have that much time, so it's going to be a really squeezed in trip that will take place over the course of about five days, but I'm going to squeeze it in just so you can see it. Um, and I'll try and take a video, although I don't know how they are on you taking videos and these sort of things um, while you're there. We're currently still going to the Q-Zone and I'm playing with my GoPro this time just to find out what can happen in the dark. And all I can say is the GoPro, while it is a fantastic little versatile camera, it doesn't always do the best in the dark. It has a very, very small sensor. It tries its hardest, but hopefully you can see a little bit of what's happening with you. I do, for whatever reason, have an absolute ton of this footage, just because I had the camera on me and that's where it was. And I knew that with it being late at night, there wasn't much we were going to do other than that. 
The other piece of information that I've kind of got under the lampage just now is it's August, and August may not be news in itself. However, it does give us a direction to travel on how busy the resort is, and I've got to say that while certain attractions were very, very busy, I was quite pleasantly surprised to see that later on, especially when Fantasyland was closing down and it was exhausted all its fast passes, the attractions weren't that busy. Now that doesn't bode very well for attendance, and as we know from the earnings report that attendance was down again in Disneyland Paris, we do have hope that they are making it up in revenue because the truth is their occupancy rates have been going up and up and up and up. And when you look at Amstein offsite this time, when you look at the cost of offsite versus onsite this time, um, it's starting to tilt in different favours. There's starting to be different ideas that could be made. There's starting to be different considerations that could have to, in the future, involve whether or not I will be staying off-site or whether I'll be staying on-site. Will it be worth having the annual pass once it goes up or will it not? Who knows? Um, but being August, I didn't find it too busy and last night we ate the Grange. Um, in the Disney Village, which is by far the best restaurant on site, and everybody here is welcome to disagree with me, but they are wrong. Um, it is by far the best restaurant on site, and it was especially very, very good last night. Um, it does, of course, suffer from the fact that trying to get anybody to bring you another drink in the place or organise another drink seems to be there near impossible. So, the one thing I would recommend is if you're going to the buffets in Disneyland Paris, you're probably better taking a, a drink of juice. Um, and a very small piece of news, I should point out, you can no longer get crisps from any store in Disney Village other than the cinema. I found this out because I like eating crisps at night in the room and there were no crisps available in the bowl of the Disney Village. That seems a little bit strange, but it is true. Anyway, um, Autopia's maintenance on go is ongoing in Disneyland Paris and the Festival of Lion King has effectively taken over all the entertainment that is available throughout the resort. Um, it does of course stop quite early in the day, so the, I think the last thing you can see is kind of there was going to tata dance at 7 o'clock. But other than that, the final show for the Festival of the Lion King show was around um, 5 o'clock. And if you miss the 5 o'clock show, that's just tough. You are you are flat out of luck. So today we're going to try it 4 and then move 5. We're going to try and find one of them. I don't know how early you need to turn up, so I'm going to turn up about half an hour early for the show and see how we get on there. And if we'll turn up half an hour early for the 4 o'clock show, if the 4 o'clock show were not successful being half an hour early for that, then I guess we'll have to be an hour, an hour and a half early for the 5 o'clock show because I've been told not to miss it. Um, there is a fantastic, the ability to take photos at night is fantastic at this time of year because it doesn't actually get terribly dark. You can sort of see in the video just now, you can see we're wandering around. Um, around kind of Space Mountain and we're wandering around Star Tours entrance and it's incredibly incredibly nice to have a look at. It is incredibly nice in that sort of, I don't know what you'd call it, twilight? Not twilight, it's twilight midnight. There's midnight, but it can't be twilight, can't be midnight because midnight is twilight. Eh, midnight is midnight and twilight is not midnight. I bet it's three o'clock in the morning one's twilight. Who knows? Who cares? But, Disneyland Paris, during the Festival of Lion King season, um, are celebrating obviously Timon, Pumbaa, Simba and the Disney live action remake of The Lion King has gone on to outsell some of its other properties. It's gone on to overtake Frozen, which is kind of spectacular if you think about it, because Frozen was the big bad all back then. But The Lion King has been rumoured to obviously be one of the biggest movies of all time the first time it came out, and that's obviously it's come out again and it's done exactly what it done the first time. So there isn't a terrible shock there. Um, and I don't think you could really read that much into it. 
A lot of people online have been um, quite dismissive of the movie, saying it doesn't live up to the original, and it's not, you know, I, I, I don't really know how you would make it true at the original without it being a cartoon, though. You can only rely on I mean, if you take a lion, for example, and you over-animate it in a live-action remake, you run the risk that people, I'm not saying there could be a merchant thing that is an actual lion, but you do break the sort of wall that suggests it is a real animal and is real in the movie, and you're then asking them to spawn that and believe that it is not, it is real and a cartoon at the same time, which is a really complicated thing I think that they've tried to do. Of course there's the sceptics out there that believe the only reason we have the live action remakes is because they want to continue to protect their copyright. That may be so, and so Disney should protect their copyright because it is their copyright. However, the other side of that is that there are a lot of people paying an awful lot of money and a lot of people enjoy these movies, so why would Disney not do it? Because it brings them much money and has given them their most comprehensive, successful um, studio results that they've ever had. So you can't really say to Disney you shouldn't be doing that because they've made more money than they've ever made before. And that's just the whole truth of it. Um, it has infected everything from their DVDs to Disney Plus to their online, uh, their social media, their games. And even now, the merchandise in Disneyland Paris has been changed across the Festival of Lion King. Everybody is capitalising on the Festival of Lion King. Now, we ask why do not sell straight off merchandise to the Lion King. I imagine there's probably some sort of royalties in there. And I'd imagine doing your own stuff probably has a better royalty than using the movie stuff just to make tribute costs and things. So it lets them have a cheaper cost thing branded to the season that they have in Disneyland Paris, which of course is the Festival of the Lion King in general season. I'm going to finish this video just with a brief look at some of the merchandise they have on offer because it was right there when I walked in, in Frontierland. The Jungle Rhythm. Goodbye!